2023 is coming to an end, so let's talk about the year in review for Star Wars. Welcome back. This is Will with the Padawan Pops YouTube channel, and this is my friend and co-host Kevin. And it's crazy to think, but we are to our first ever bonus episode. I think this is technically... <laughs> episode 17 yeah. of the force with friends podcast but we are bonus episode number one right here so it has been a busy year for star wars like when we've been talking about this the last few days we've come up with a lot of things that happened this year yeah. so today what we're going to be doing is breaking down all that happened and what was our favorite and least favorite things that happened. What, what did we like and not like? So I think this should be a fun half hour. Yeah. I think there's a, I mean, thinking back to it, there's a pretty good variety of stuff too, between the different types of shows and then the game that we yep. get into. I, I feel like unless you just really hate star Wars right now, there had to be something right that, that you liked in there. So there are people um, out there. There's a good variety. I know. And yeah, I, yeah, that's, if that's what you're looking for, that's not going to be us. We we love it too much to sit here and just bash yeah. on it all the time. So we we generally find something something positive. If you're watching and trying to decide if like you don't want to watch, I didn't like Mando season three. So if you want to kick it in, yeah. hang around because I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. That was a, that was a low point. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, kind of like what you said. There were quite a few things that happened. So I've got this pulled up on my other screen just so I don't miss anything. I want to run down kind of all that happened because it was a lot. So we have the Bad Batch season two, the Mandalorian season three, mm -hmm. Ahsoka season one, Star Wars celebration in Europe, which there was like a ton of things that they announced yeah. from that. Yeah. That yeah. was a it was a great celebration. Let's see. There is Jedi Survivor for the video game. I guess they might have announced they announced this not at celebration, but they announced it at something. It was that Jedi Outlaws that's coming either twenty twenty four or five. Yeah. That was yeah. an announcement. I mean, not necessarily. A yeah, release, I think that was at like one of the game conferences over the summer or something. Maybe E three or something. Yeah, E 3s dead, but whatever it is that's oh, replaced. That shows now. what I know. <laughs> Then there's the 40th anniversary Return of the Jedi. That was the merch is still out there. Yeah, uh, lots of books. So if you're a High Republic person, I've tried. I'm I just can't. But Phase Two and Phase Three for it started, and there's supposedly great stories yeah. in that. Young Jedi Adventure happened. So the kids show Visions Season yeah. Two or Volume Two. And looks like some comics. Not going to dig too far into that. I do read the comics, but that's a lot. Yeah. And then this last one was like Harrison Ford returned as Indiana Jones, which by nature is not <laughs> Star Wars. So yeah. <laughs> that is Lucasfilm, but that's not Star yeah. Wars. We won't touch on all that because we don't, right. we don't know enough to speak to all of it. But yeah, no, I, like but, you said, I haven't really yeah. kept up with the books. I just haven't had a lot of time to invest in the new books yet. So yeah, I've heard I they're try. Good, and yeah, like the the first High Republic book, I've tried it on audiobook a couple times, but I, I do them through the library, so I get like two weeks, and I can never finish <laughs> it in two weeks. So I just, I, yeah. I don't know, either way. So we're going to go through this. We're each going to talk about what we did and didn't like. And then at the very end of the episode, we're going to say what our favorites are. So hang out to the end to know what both of our favorite things from 2023 are. Kevin, if you want to take turns, you can go first on what you did 
like for 2023 for Star Wars? Yeah, sure. So we we talked about it earlier. I thought the second volume season, whatever you want to call it, of Visions, was not as good as the first. I thought I thought the first was overall better. Mm-hmm. But I did really enjoy uh, the episode Screechers Reach. I thought that was a high point of of this this Visions season. Was um, that the scary that was, one? Yeah, that was the one with the girl who's trying to escape her life. It, I love it because yeah. they set it up like, oh, it's like this Jedi origin story where like this girl, she's trying to escape her life, the mundane, working every day, and she's going on this adventure. And they encounter this ghost, this haunted cave, turns out to be this old Sith witch lady person <laughs> and defeats her. Uh, but then in the closing, you, you realize she wasn't she wasn't being recruited by the Jedi. She was being recruited by the yes. Sith. And so I loved how they took that kind of, oh, this is totally a Jedi origin story, seeking greater things, trying to escape. But then it kind of gets flopped at the end where it's this, I think she's called the Sith mother or something, comes mm-hmm. and picks her up. Um, so I, I like I like how that ended. It kind of twisted that into a Sith origin instead of a Jedi origin. But I really like that one. I like the animation in it. Uh, and I thought it was just a kind of a cool, again, just a cool retell of that tried and true Jedi origin story. Yeah. I, now that you mentioned that, I remember that one. And because I think we texted about it the day that it came out because we were both yeah. like, yeah, kind of underwhelming. But that was your favorite. And then for Visions, <clears throat> I didn't really like much of it, but I liked Screechers Reach. And then the one where it was the undercover rebellion person. Right, and like her husband was imperial or something like that. Yes, it was like at the opera. She was like some sort of like uh, acrobatic. Yeah, the circus performer yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. That one was I pretty enjoyed good too. That one. I did like that. Yeah. One. yeah, but the others is kind of. Yeah. yeah, none of them really stood out as much. Like the I remember in the first season, you had some of the. I mean, some of, they were really good. You had the yes, um, samurai. The samurai one, you had the the wedding one with the two. Gosh, that was so good. That one was really, yeah, there were some really good ones that stood out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, season two, not as good overall, but I really, I, I like Screechers Reach a lot. That was, yeah, that that was, was one good. of my favorite things. That was a year. good choice. I don't have anything nice to say about Visions outside of those two. So if you just want to, <laughs> if you want to go to your next good thing. <laughs> yeah. So um, Mando season three. Are we going um, bad or are we going good well, here? We'll circle back to Mando season three uh, for the bad, because that'll be the bulk of the bad, I think. Yeah, one of my least favorite things, probably my overall least favorite things from Mando season three. But uh, I one thing that did stand out that I really liked was was the Battle of Mandalore, that whole sequence, but especially uh, Paz Vizsla's death. I thought. That was it, it was it's one of those things where it's a stereotypical event, right? It's very cliche and that you have this kind of oh you got oh I was like, what are you pointing at? You got him up He's there. He's still nice. in the box. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that's really cliche, right? Like you kinda have this guy who doesn't get along with your hero and he turns out to sacrifice himself for the way you know, it's it's that story. But it was done really well. The character you really grew to like him at the end, and the Praetorian guards were just awesome. Like I loved that sequence where they just they come in calmly, they dispose of him, and then they just walk out calmly. And so I, I'm hoping we see some more Praetorian guards. I thought that whole sequence mm-hmm. from his sacrifice to them just coming in and re- really mopping the floor with him. I mean, it was it was brutal. That was one of the highlights from, from Mando season three. I really liked that, that sequence. Did you think he was going to win for a second? I don't know. I think I would have been disappointed if he had because yeah. 
as much as I liked the character and it was sad to mm-hmm. see him go, I, I think it, it was really cool to see these guards come in because you see them all the time throughout the, the trilogy, right? They're just hanging out with the emperor, never yeah. really do anything. And so I like that they got elevated to like this really dangerous status just in this one scene. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree with that. I like that scene as well. When when you and I were talking about like my favorite things about Mando season three, I didn't have many. <laughs> it I, it wasn't that great. Well, like yeah. you said, we'll loop back around yeah. to it. But I will say Grogu in IG twelve, right? That was its name. Because so he's sitting <laughs> in the middle and he's like, no, no, yeah. no. There's some pretty good so, comic moments from that. Yeah, that was good. And the little Babu Frick, I forget their name, Andrellans or something yeah. like that. They were awesome. And then I also thinking more and more about it really liked and I feel as if they almost kind of dropped it for most of the season, which we'll get to. But at the end, him and Grogu both fighting Moff Gideon and those those droids or was it it was the clones that he had yeah, or something, the force powered troopers. I thought that was good because it, it, every season gets you to where you're nervous for Grogu. And this season kind of made it wait until the very end. And I just remember I was sitting in the airport. I was traveling for work and it was like 5 a.m. I was waiting on a flight and I'm watching that last episode and Grogu's like in that (laughs) suit and then he ends up out of it and he's like super sad and scared. And I was like, oh, no, they're not going to do something and leave us on a cliffhanger here. And then he, you know, he won and he stopped the fire yeah. and everything, which was very much like Kanan, you know, type of thing. Yeah. So I thought that was a neat ending episode for sure. The Battle of Mandalore was was pretty solid. Yeah, for a, a season that was pretty aimless and pointless and really struggled to find a lot of a lot of good in it. The the ending was at least I I I thought was it was the best part of the season for sure. <laughs> the, the last yeah. little bit. Let's just go ahead and knock out the negative. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I you know I just didn't feel like there was a point to season three. I, I think they had to have a season three. I think there were some very loose plot elements they wanted to push forward for other things, and they did a full on season for. Yeah, I mean it's it was it was a filler season. I, I hate to say it, um, but I look back on it and there's nothing in it where I was like, oh yeah, that was really compelling. That was really interesting. Like there were little things I think where they tried to insert it, like with the Mythosaur and and stuff like that. But it was stuff just that really it. just yeah, they they didn't really do anything with it. They just kind of uh, what oh, the the episode I hate most. I think it's called Hired Guns, where you have the robots attacking in oh, in, the, in the city. The Lizzo episode. Yes. So <laughs> I thought that was a cool concept, right? Like the, the idea of these robots turning and like trying to figure out what it was. Ultimately, it was just some guy who pushed a button and turned them bad. I, I thought that was, I think it was Doc Cheap. Brown, wasn't it? Wasn't that? It was, it was Back <laughs> to the Future. <laughs> but yeah, no, my, but that is, that is my least favorite episode simply because, and it really has a lot to do with Lizzo and Jack Black, not them, nothing against them. I don't listen to Lizzo, but I understand she's she's a very successful musician, artist. <laughs> Love Jack Black. think he's hilarious. But when they showed up in Star Wars, I was just like, what What are we doing? Like, what, what, what is this now that we have completely just decided we're not going to tell a story and we're just going to throw anyone into this show just for the heck of it? So I, I hated that. Not because of them, 
they're 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 fine. It's just it made no sense and it was going nowhere. And that was kind of like the last straw for me <laughs> with season three. I was like, this is ridiculous. So first of all, the season went nowhere. And I kept like we've talked about it going, Oh, this is just kind of a stepping stone for for Ahsoka or something like that. Yeah. That was that was the logical explanation, like, oh, there couldn't be much here because it was just like the next logical step. Right. No, it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> like we are right, Zeb shows up in the Mandalorian, but not in Ahsoka. The heck. I mean, that makes no sense. Then yeah. the longest streaming episode in Star Wars is the clone doctor and the bad girl. That's a good girl, but a bad girl. That's the yeah. longest streaming episode yeah. in Star Wars. There could be an Andor one longer, but I, I, it's the longest Mandalorian. And all yeah. that episode was to say is, uh oh, the Empire is actually not gone again in 55 minutes. I Which don't I don't even think needed to be said, right? We like, knew it. They're never gone. kind of all. Yeah. expected they were hanging out somewhere. The but minute yeah, the Empire's they... gone is the minute uh. Star Wars ends. That's why it has to keep yeah. coming back. In some <laughs> form, yeah. <laughs> so that was stupid. Uh, that was just absolutely yeah. stupid. Then the Jack Black and Lizzo episode, I keep having a feeling at some point they're going to loop back to them because like, they've got a Mando, they have an IOU for him or something. I hope, yeah. they, hope they don't because it didn't make much sense. But <laughs> That episode was just strange. And then the lead up to the Battle of Mandalore, it was like a whole episode of not much. And then the very end, you know, they get Paz. Yeah. It just seemed like the season was filler. And I hate to say filler, but yeah. it was nothing happens. Yeah, nothing happens. I and I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if the timetable got shifted because the Mandalorian became far more successful than they expected it to. They're like, Hey, yeah. we need to do more of this sooner. Than, than maybe was initially planned. I don't know, but it, it, yeah. it just definitely felt rushed and, and unnecessary to, and, and again, it's nothing against the writers, directors, all those people, they're putting out the content they're, they're expected to put out. I just think it needed some, some time and some more development to, to really push things along the way. Cause season yeah. one and season two were great. They told a really engaging, compelling story, but season three Peak not, star wars not so much <laughs> yeah i don't i maybe we look back in five ten years when the whole mandalorian story is over and we go oh yeah. that makes sense but as of today it just looks like they yeah. just put something out to keep people subscribed to disney plus and and yeah, to sell bit. some more grogu stuff i don't know <laughs> so it's everywhere it's on everything yeah, it is i mean you can't go anywhere without seeing grogu right Let's move from there. I know we're still doing positives. Let's go to Jedi Survivor. I think that's a positive. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think I still think Fallen Order was better. I think Agreed. the first one was for sure. Uh, the story in this one didn't quite pull me in because it. I didn't feel like it was as Cal Kestis driven. There was which kind of happens, you know, as you tell a story and you get more into yeah. it. There's more that goes on, but it was cool to see kind of the flashbacks and then bringing it back forward. So it did tie some high Republic stuff in for people like mm -hmm. you and I that don't know too much about it. Very That's pretty true. game. The replayability is pretty good because you can go around and get the bounty hunters and there's, there's just a lot to explore. Yeah. yeah you get Vader's in it again. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Like 
there there's some emotional moments in it. So I would give it, you know, a, a two thumbs up for for Jedi Survivor. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I I agree with you. I thought the story was a little bit better in the first. I feel like it was just more focused. I feel like this one meandered a little bit, but the characters are great. The voice actors are great. Like the presentation is is really well. One of the, I think one of the best compliments I was thinking about it. One of the best compliments I could give it is that it feels like Star Wars, right? Yep. As you're playing it and as you're going on these adventures, it's, it feels very Star Wars. And so mm-hmm. that's sometimes that's a hard thing to nail, especially for something like a video game. But no, I I loved it. I I thought there were some really cool things. One one of the best parts was uh. When you're fighting with Marin, that that big drill robot, and she's like warping yeah. around with her night sister magic. Yeah, like that there was were scenes cool. like that that were just really cool, and you're just like, oh man, yeah. this is this is awesome. The um, gameplay so no, really evolved in this game too. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was you could really play it how you wanted, and it, mm-hmm. it had a lot of depth to it, and uh, it was it was a really fun game. I actually did go back and complete all the stuff just because I enjoyed being in the world. Yeah, it's I, I will say it's very immersive as a Star Wars game. So while yeah. the story might have taking a slight back step i thought everything else was great so yeah no definitely that was a high point yeah i, I don't I, think i, really I have much Survivor. bad to say about it i don't like bode or whatever his name was but that's i think you were supposed to not like him so yeah yeah <laughs> the guy that turns bad or whatever so yeah, yeah. yeah that was a high point i think I, I don't have much to say but i think bad batch season two is positive like the the negative stuff that you hear yeah, for the clone that. wars for where it's like there's some filler episodes and stuff like that. The same can be said for Bad Batch. There's some episodes where, it sh- you know, it's a kid's yeah. show. But but the story itself, when you look at it as a whole, it's playing into this big picture, and I like that. Yeah. Oh, man. And one of those episodes, the one where um, where Crosshair decides he's kind of had enough, right? And he, he kills that officer at the end. That yep. was a great episode. That was yep. that was a really good one. That was so where they out, like, in the there were snow. Some, like, yeah. 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 And he helps that trooper get back. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, 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 there were some episodes that really did stand out and were just really, really good. That was one of them that stands yeah. out just immediately thinking about it. But yeah, no, yeah. overall, it was a good, it's a good season as well. I always get frustrated with that one. The, they always go to that, that alien woman for like jobs oh, and she yeah. keeps like double crossing them and stuff. Like, you know, it's going to happen. It's super predictable, but that's just, yeah. it's a cartoon. It's how it is. Yeah. I'm trying to think before we get. I know Ahsoka is probably what we're going to close with. So Celebration Mm -hmm. had a lot of big announcements. Mm -hmm. So I loved the movies they announced. So you get the Force Origins story or something along those lines. Dawn of the Jedi, I think they called it or something like that. Like that's the idea. And then there's the the New Republic movie. So that's going to be kind of the Avengers end game of of this story we're watching with Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Skeleton Crew, all that good stuff. Right. Dave's going to direct it. That will be the the Mandoverse conclusion is their current plans. And then the Ray movie. I'm actually excited for all three. I think when you look at the sequels in hindsight, you can kind of see where they goofed up a lot. And so I'm hoping this Ray movie kind of takes her and that story in a new direction. Maybe like we could look at the sequels almost like a prequel for whatever's coming with her instead of. A continuation yeah. of the the Luke story because it didn't do great there, but the, the she's a great actress. Yeah, she's yeah. a great actress. So and and maybe Finn comes back. I think there's a lot of good that can come from that. So I'm excited for that. It's easy to be excited for Mando. It's which, easy to be excited. Say, which one would you say you're the most interested in? Mandoverse movie. Okay. Luke Han and Leia have to be in it. 
It's Dude, got, don't set yourself up too much. You can't have an heir to the empire type movie without without one of the three. How weird would that be? I I agree. It's just I don't know the limitations of it now or so. Now I did say I was really excited for the Ray. Yeah, so I said I was really excited for the Ray movie. If I were to rank them of my excitement level, it would go Mando verse Dawn of the Jedi Ray movie. Like it would it would still be three, but it's only because the other two were like it's it's not that it's bad. Just the others are really cool sounding. I don't know. I yeah, I actually think I have Dawn of the Jedi at my like most interesting because I kind of know what to expect with the Mandoverse. Like I don't obviously I don't know where the story is going to go, but you have a framework for what what this is going to look like. We know what's going to happen too. Yeah. Whereas Dawn of the Jedi, like there's there's a lot of really interesting things you could do with that, and so it's not necessarily that I think it's going to be the best, but I'm really curious and really interested in what they're going to do with that and what kind of story they they are going to try to tell with that. So that's that's probably the one I'm most curious about at this point. I just hope it doesn't turn into like, did you watch Prometheus where it's like the alien prequel? Yeah. Yeah. yeah where it just gets, yeah, it's, it gets muddy and complicated a bit. And I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I, I, there's, it could be really good. I just, I, it just yeah. depends on how they decide to do it. So we'll see. Yeah. But, celebration man, it was great i was wasn't there obviously but i watched a lot on youtube tony was star yeah. wars sith he was there he he has all kinds of cool videos you can check yeah. those out if you if you missed them but there was all those announcements so hayden and ewan were there talking kenobi from the yeah. previous year didn't they kind of touch on the shows like the acolyte they they put some stuff on it stuff on skeleton crew so there's yeah. some acolytes, interest acolytes next year isn't it it's supposed to be twenty four with with skeleton crew, and it's gonna have some Phantom Menace vibes. They say, yeah. So I think could be cool. I don't think anyone went to Celebration in London and was like, "Man, that was awful." You know, there was there was yeah, a lot out there could. for you between all the news and all the just really good interviews. It was yeah. it was a really like I feel like every day during that week I was just finding something really cool and new. I was like, "Oh, yeah. what? That's awesome." There was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was so, good this year projects is there anything we need to talk about before ahsoka let me scroll through the list again Uh, i have nothing to say about the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi like it turned 40 i don't know we just (laughs) we just talked about return of the jedi too so congratulations it turned 40 (laughs) um yeah i think we've touched on all the big media pieces again there's tons of books and comics that that are always coming out it's hard for me to keep up at this point they're they're chugging them out so quick i have very little negative to say about ahsoka so if if you have any neck, I mean, the only thing I think maybe I would have liked to have been a little bit different, and I think it's probably along the lines, you might have something to say too, but I've, I've put videos out. I don't like that they made Sabine the fall guy every time. I understand yeah. it's like the, you, you, you fail and you learn from it, but like they just, I feel like there's a fine line of, you can't just make them fail too much, but at at the end of it, it ends fine and I'm okay with it, but it just kind of got old where it was like, Oh, Sabine messed up again. Oh, Sabine messed up again. Oh, Sabine messed up again. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a point and I think we talked about it back during the show where it like literally everything bad that happened narratively, like with the bad guys winning was like, was something she did. And it's just like, really? Um, Yeah. It wasn't even, it wasn't even necessarily that she did something bad. It was just, she failed or she made a dumb show. You know, it was, it was, not not necessarily always the same thing, but yeah, it was like always, always her. So and Ahsoka's um, 
awesome. I love it. And it's yeah. it's my second favorite Star Wars, you know, project that they've done that Disney's had. So yeah, I have no legitimate complaints, but that's my only one issue. My my only complaint is actually tied to one of my favorite things, which was Balin and Shin. And and I felt like in the second half, after that travel point where they get to the other galaxy, I felt like the, the focus drew off of them a little bit. I mean, they're still there and they still interact, but they were yeah. not really the narrative focus that they were in the first half. A lot of it shifted to Thrawn, to the Night Sisters, to Ezra and Ahsoka and Sabine, which I get narratively. But um, that would be my only complaint is that they made these really, really compelling characters in the first half that they they kind of dropped off a little bit in the second half. I, I love the ending. I think the ending of Ahsoka was fantastic. and It was probably my favorite yeah. part about the show. But yeah, just during that that maybe five, six, seven episode when when they kind of took a step back from them, other than a few things spread out that you know it, I, I don't know. I, I wish they had still been featured more heavily throughout that second half. No, I agree. And two complaints about a show is pretty good. Like if <laughs> if yeah. you look at it as a whole. I think yeah. the things that Ahsoka did well, we've we've talked about it before, but mm-hmm. I mean, we get Anakin back, Hayden Christensen's on screen. That was incredible, and Perfect. he has yeah. not skipped a beat. I know they de-aged him a bit, but like, yeah. as far as Anakin goes, he he did it perfectly. He he did his homework on you know the animated stuff, yeah, 100%. and you, you could tell he had he had definitely watched and read up and and knew what mannerisms to take. That was good stuff. We get the world between worlds. We get a lot of rebels characters. We get that character yeah. development with with Jason Sindula, where he's force sensitive and and everyone knows it. It's just they keep throwing so much in there. You get Thrawn, obviously. Ezra Sabine turns out to be force sensitive, which I didn't think I was going to like, and then I did like, kind of, you know, for the most part. So yeah. they handled that well. We get a new galaxy. There's so much. Hu Yang was amazing. Yeah, he was great. Chopper. You got the Mortis stuff at the end. Balin and Shin, probably the Star Wars highlights of the year. Yeah. It's just this show delivered a lot. And considering how the year was up to that point, kind of Mando kind of being disappointing as far as the shows go, it was yeah. well, it was much needed and well received, I think. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree with all that. I think they managed to pack it pretty full of, of things that people who've been following a lot of the little projects and other projects would, would identify, but also not in a way that where I felt like they were really crucial to the story that you couldn't follow along unless you had seen all this other stuff. I felt like they did a good job of using the lore to enrich it for people who knew it, but didn't necessarily hinge the entertainment value on that. I felt like you could still watch it and be pretty entertained, even if you didn't necessarily know all the things that were going on. Yeah. No, I I thought it was, I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Not, and again, the nitpicks are are minor. They're not major complaints. I mean, I I have watched it again and and I haven't, and I haven't (laughs) watched, have you watched Mando season three since it, did you rewatch it? No. I didn't either. I've rewatched Ahsoka twice since then. So did not. That's that's <laughs> that's how you can measure Star Wars. Yeah, you know? Have you have you rewatched yeah. it? Have not. So <laughs> I think Ahsoka too. First of all, since as you can see the wall of Funkos behind me, you get so much great merchandise. So I have to touch on these as well. <laughs> so I mean, look at that. That is nice. the cape is that, like that is flowing. 
like yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people complain about Ahsoka pops because they're all the same, but this one's kind of a little bit different. And then you get a chopper, so that was that was the first nice. Ahsoka series <laughs> pop I bought. And I know Let's these chop. aren't technically the Ahsoka line, but I mean we got Thrawn, so it was a good yeah, Funko a cool year. And then this may be my favorite Funko of twenty twenty three. I'm not sure yet. But this three thirty second trooper, that is like a that. cool one. So cool. I, I don't wanna say that all of those are because Ahsoka came out, but I don't think it's a coincidence that all these Ahsoka tie in type things came out around the same time that Ahsoka did. So yeah. the fall, in my <clears> opinion, <throat> this has been the best time to be a Star Wars fan since Mando season two finale back in twenty twenty. Was it twenty twenty when that happened? Was? Or twenty one? Something like that. Either way. It's been three years, so 2020, yeah. So it has been an exciting fall, I believe. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I would agree. It's been, it's been, again, there's, if you like Star Wars, there, there had to have been something this year that, that you enjoyed, right? There was, a, there was, again, just a really good variety of stuff, and most mm -hmm. of it was, was decent to great, right? <laughs> so I would say so, um, yeah. You know, with, with a few missteps, it, it was, it was a good year for Star Wars, so. Yeah, I mean, I can complain about the Mandalorian, but I was yeah. I was tuned in every week we as did. soon as I could. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, you know, there's aspects of all of it that you're not going to yeah. like and and do like. So I think overall for 2023, what what grade would you give 2023 Ooh, out of ten? That's tough. Um, if we take out Mando season three, no, you have you have to include it. <laughs> uh, if I have to include it, I'm uh, uh, law of averages. I'm just going to ignore it. I, I'll, st I'll, I'll still give it an eight. Yeah. I was going to say eight. I was going to say seven just because season three was rough. But those announcements and Ahsoka yeah. are, a, are a 10 out of 10. I, I think Visions might take it down a little bit. And yeah, Visions, after how good season one was, two was, yeah. it was a little disappointing. Still yeah. watched it. It was still okay. But yeah. So what was your favorite? Your favorite Star Wars thing of 2023? It could be a character, it can be an episode, it can be a, a video game. What was your favorite piece of Star Wars entertainment this year? Man, I mean, it's 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 gotta be like I don't. I, I, it's it feels like the cliche answer, but it's gotta be Anakin. Hayden come back, coming back as Anakin in Ahsoka. Just because I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but he just so perfectly did several different things. One embodied that Clone mm -hmm. Wars Anakin, right? Like Couple seeing times. those interactions with um, young Ahsoka and going through mm -hmm. that, but then also seeing him move into this Vader Anakin who's darker and more forceful. Like I, I, Hayden coming back as Anakin has to be, I mean, I think it's above everything else by a significant margin. Just there's the nostalgia aspect of it, seeing him back, but it was also really well done. He played his part so, so well. They used Anakin, I thought, really, really well within the time that they had him in that episode. So yeah, it's it's got to be the return of Anakin and Hayden. I thought it, that was that was just really awesome. We knew it was going to happen in some capacity, but I didn't expect that it would be that that rewarding. It was just yeah. it was a really satisfying addition to to Ahsoka. I agree. That's for me. Twenty twenty three is the year of Anakin Skywalker. You got <laughs> his scenes when he was in it, but at the same yeah. time, like just his presence, like when Thrawn is like, "Oh, it's the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker," yeah. and Hu Yang 
talks about, you know, oh, he was intense, things like Popped that. Up a that lot. The whole master apprentice, and it keeps going back yeah. to Anakin training Ahsoka. So just he was always in, in you know, your your peripherals almost as you're watching it, and then all of a sudden he was there. And so I think that's it's very cliche, but for me that was it too. And then if I'm not allowed to pick that, I would say <laughs> I would say Balin. Balin has got to be yeah. just him on that cliff so looking compelling. at those Mortis gods. Man. I mean, I want more of that. I just want him and and exploring whatever is to come. That's what I would like. If I could pick like a Disney Plus show that was guaranteed to happen, even if it has to be animated, I want it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's he was. I mean, he really made the show work in a lot of ways because you had to find some way to get drawn in into this other side of this conflict, right? Like mm-hmm. Morgan Elsbeth is a pretty straightforward character, right? She's yeah, average, but but Balin brings in this really interesting and nuanced villain who. You just, the entirety, you're just like, what in is the world is this guy doing? Right? And, but in a way that you're just like drawn into him, you're just like, I got to know more about this guy. Like he really uh, just sucked up the attention on screen. So yeah, yeah, take out Anakin, which that has, that's cheating because it has all the, the other yeah. Star Wars factors going into it. Then I'd, I'd agree with you. I think Balin was probably the best beyond that. Realistically, it is Balin. Like, if you just look at storytelling and everything else, he's yeah. a shoe in, but yeah. Anakin. So it's hard to take out all the other stuff when you're. It is looking yeah. at the return of Hayden. So and just a little tidbit: you saw like Dave Filoni's interview where he had to argue with with Ray about it. He because Ray kept like portraying him as a hero, and he goes, "Listen, I know you don't think he's a bad guy, but he is. I appreciate that you're acting <laughs> as if he's this ambiguous." you know, middle ground guy, but he's the villain here. And he goes, well, I, I just don't see it that way. So he did yeah, not act I, I it out. I did see that. He's like, yeah. no, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> yeah. And I remember genius. seeing that interview. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So can't complain. Anakin, Balin, yeah, Ahsoka. It was... it was all so good. So 2023 in the books, it was a great year. I think we would both say excellent year for Star Wars. Next episode for us, not going to be next week because of Christmas and the holidays and everyone's yep. busy. And then uh, we'll have a what are we looking forward to in 2024 for Star Wars. So we'll run down the stuff that we know is going to yeah. happen and then maybe speculate a little here and there about some things we would like to see or hope yeah. they announce things like that. So that's going to be bonus episode number two. And then after that, we will get back into our story of Star Wars and it's going to be the sequel trilogy. So a little polarizing. So hopefully people will tune in and and voice their strong opinions on episodes seven, eight, nine. We're excited to talk about it. So that is it for 2023. For the Force with Friends podcast, crazy to think we started a podcast and then have 17 episodes, <laughs> and for some reason, people listen. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks so much for watching, listening, whatever you do with this. You, you make it possible, and we enjoy talking with you. So-